0: Good Saturday morning going out to you, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I hope you're having a great start to your Saturday morning, and I'm so happy you've decided to share it with me. I'm Marie Hewlett, and this program is part of KGIL's amazing weekend news talk lineup, which includes PJ Oakland's Tuned In a very informative and entertaining show that follows us each Saturday morning at 6.30. This morning, I'll be bringing on Chuck Turman, your neighborhood mailman, who's been with the U.S. Postal Service for about 25 years, maybe a little bit longer, and has his share of unruly canine stories and irresponsible pet owner stories to share with us. So we'll hear from him about everything you should know to keep your letter carrier safe and keep your mail coming to your home. A little later, Mary Oaks will be describing the most amazing house training gadget I've seen um, in a very long time. So stay tuned. Great information just ahead. And we'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'd like to welcome Chuck Sherman to our show. Hi, Chuck. Thanks for taking a little time Hi. from delivering the mail.
2: Hi, Marie. It's great to be here.
0: So, okay, you have been a mailman or le- actually letter carrier.
2: <laughs> right.
0: For over 25 years, right?
2: Right, since November of 82.
0: Wow, so you must have your share of uh, aggressive dog stories that are coming after the mailman.
2: I've had a couple.
0: Well, tell me, what has been your most harrowing experience out there?
2: The worst one probably was 10, 12 years ago. Um, Four dogs at once at me. They escaped from their backyard, three pits and a shepherd, and they were... um, pack hunting, and they were hunting the mailman.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> and you just happened to be that unlucky prey item that day.
2: Oh, yeah. Down down in the neighborhood, I've been a part of all my life.
0: So you were walking around, minding your own business, going door to door, and all of a sudden you turned a corner, and there you were facing four, dogs. four large, aggressive dogs. Right. What'd you do?
2: Put my back against a garage door and hollered for help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no.
0: Did help come?
2: Eventually, yes. Um, yeah, you know, kept kept my satchel between me and the dogs, and broke out the spray, and uh, did they the were
0: spray. Do anything?
2: Uh, backed them off a little bit, slowed them down. Um, I was just worried about one of them getting behind me, and then
0: so that's why you backed up to the garage. Dogs. Right. Okay. Well, um, what happened to the owner? I mean, did they have any repercussions, uh, these, or consequences?
2: Uh, these people before they moved into the neighborhood. Um, I guess they had had problems with the dog previously, so they weren't completely unknown to, uh, I guess you'd put it, the authorities. Okay. And, um, yeah, um, the sheriffs ended up being called, and plus, you know, the post office, I had called them when I got a chance, and the SPCA came down, and I don't know all the repercussions, but there was no longer any problems with the dog. The city even got involved with uh, these people and the dogs.
0: So so if you're not responsible with your pet, I mean you can you can definitely have some serious consequences oh, levied upon you.
2: Oh, absolutely. Just to start with, if your dog comes out and attacks a mailman, to begin with, whether he's bitten or not, your mail's stopped. You have to you're gonna have to do something.
0: And probably not just that specific house but the whole neighborhood. It right? can
2: be, it really can. A letter in this situation the letter was sent out to the whole neighborhood. Hey, guess what? Here's Here's what's going on. Your mail could be stopped if these people do not take care of their business.
0: So if you have a dog and you're being irresponsible and your dog's out loose and threatening the letter carrier, uh, your whole neighborhood's going to be really mad at you.
2: It, it could very well be. Um, there have been neighborhoods stopped. There was a point in, uh, I deliver in Lomita. Um I remember about 20 years ago there was a dog that got out And it was a very aggressive pit, and the sheriff, for like three months, had to come out with the carrier because these people were being so belligerent with the post office and everyone else. The sheriff's department had to come out every day and walk this one street with the carrier.
0: Well, I can't believe that animal control didn't take action and declare the dog vicious.
2: I'm not privy to the whole story. All I know, it was in the same office Uh which I work, and um, this went on, like I said, for two, three months.
0: Well, at least he had um, some cooperation with the Sheriff's Department to help you out there. Right. Well, you know, what are some things that people can do to make sure that their dogs don't have any incidents with the letter carrier?
2: Well, a lot of it's common sense. Um, I think a dog's going to be a dog. You Mm -hmm. know, The mailman comes into his territory every day. I think the dogs bark. Even dogs that are um, friendly dogs, they bark. The mailman comes in, he delivers the mail, the dog barks, and he goes away. To me, that, I think that gives a dog a sense of empowerment. Um, as long as you use common sense, the mailman's coming, if you've got a mailbox on your porch, you know, close the door. Not just the screen, close the door. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I have seen dogs go through screen doors.
2: Right. And, and right now, even at the post office, almost every day they give us a what they call a stand-up talk almost every morning. And they're telling us where um, there have been dog attacks in the district in mm-hmm. the last couple of days. And they, they say, you know, they're even saying now if a screen door is open and you know there's a dog there um, that could be aggressive, you don't have to deliver the mail.
0: Okay, so it's your choice for your personal safety. If you don't feel comfortable in an area where there's a dog that seems to be aggressive, you could just walk right on by.
2: Right, and believe me, people get upset. But if, if a mailman's attacked, if a mailman is bitten, you need to understand, or people need to understand, a mailman's bitten, one, your mail's going to be stopped. Two, you're going to be out of money because the post office is going to reimburse, you know, they're going to pay for medical stuff, all all the shots or whatever that might have to be taken if you can't produce the records on your animal for their vaccinations, and
0: and you're going to have to pay back for all the medical fees. I mean, right. if the mailman is severely injured, you've got hospital bills to pay for. You know, at the very minimum, a tetanus shot and a doctor's visit. Right,
2: and if there's lost time from work, they're going to the the carrier is going to have to be reimbursed for that.
0: Absolutely.
2: And so it it comes down to um, common sense and awareness.
0: And it's not we're not saying that that letter carriers in the post office are dog haters. No.
2: The the post office loves dogs. I mean, I I love animals. Probably the strangest thing that has ever happened to me is a, a friend of mine, his girlfriend at the time, one of my best friends, my oldest son's godfather. His uh, girlfriend at the time had an Australian Shepherd. I could be at their house and visit them. The dogs great. This dog would come after me every day when I delivered the mail.
0: Oh, that's funny. You know, Chuck, I've, I I actually know about you know what's going on there in the dog psyche. Um, When you're in your uniform, you take on a whole different appearance. And when you're going door-to-door delivering mail, and it could be any letter carrier, it doesn't even have to be you, um, a dog sees that the letter carrier is never invited in, whereas anybody else who comes up to the front door most likely is going to be welcomed into the home. The letter carrier is never welcomed into the home which means you must not be good. You must be bad. And therefore, the dog has to do its duty and bark at you and chase you off because you're not wanted by the family.
2: I never thought of it in that way, but you know, it, makes, it makes a lot of <laughs> sense. You know, um, Like I said, I've, I've always thought the dog barks and he's empowered because, hey, I made you go away.
0: Oh, sure. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of ego involved, too, because every day he gets to chase you off. <laughs> I mean, you come, he barks, you leave. Wow.
2: <laughs> but um, the post office isn't anti-dog. The post office, would, you know, it's 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 not the dog. A lot of it is just the responsibility of the owner. Um, the post office doesn't really want us to, you know, oh, hey, you know, spot, how are you? Pet the dog and all that. They they And they don't want you giving them biscuits because then maybe somebody new and they don't have a biscuit or they don't approach the dog the same way. But um, it all comes down to common sense and just being aware. And um, I won't lie to you, there's dogs on my route that I know and I've known since they were puppies. And they come up to me and it's, you know, it's almost like, hi, Chuck, say hi to me. Yeah,
0: Uh well, there's always going to be those friendly, goofy dogs that love everybody no matter what. I I want to ask you something um, while we have some time. Uh, Because of the current economic situation where so many people are losing their homes and a lot of people are... Leaving their pets behind. Are you coming across more and more stray dogs as you're walking around? You know that look like maybe they've been abandoned.
2: Not so much in uh, the area where I deliver. I haven't seen that. Every once in a while, you see one or two, but it's it's never been really prevalent in the area where I am.
0: Okay. Now, here here's another thing too. A lot of people, because they know their dogs are friendly, will say oh, don't worry about him. He won't bite. He's a friendly dog.
2: And the answer is... What do you
0: say about that? He
2: doesn't bite until he bites me. (laughs) Absolutely. A dog will be a dog. And everybody has a bad day. And a dog can have a bad day. And... uh,
0: In other words, never trust somebody who says, don't worry, my dog won't bite. Because you never know what's going to happen in that particular instance.
2: Maria, it's like I said. I've had friends and their dogs and... And a dog will act aggressive. A dog, you know, maybe your own dog, you know, you've done something, your own dog gets aggressive sometimes, even at the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, your dog doesn't bite until he bites me. I'd rather be safe than having to go get a tetanus shot.
0: Now, have any of your coworkers ever been seriously injured?
2: Oh, yes. Oh what yes. are
0: What are some stories that, um, that happen there?
2: Well, not that I have the whole insight because they don't give you the details, but there's there's been a few people bitten. Thank God, knock on wood in uh, almost 26 years, I haven't been bitten. I've had four, maybe five real good attacks, and I've probably, if you average it out, been attacked between 20 and 30 times over all the years, but there's been a long period of time, two, three years, where you don't get attacked at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the funniest one in the last six months is, at my grandmother, she died, and the property sold. Where's the first dog attack? The people that bought my grandmother's house, which was on my route or is on my route, their dog, one day, twice, the same dog, wow. comes at me two minutes apart. Wow. And uh, I just thought it was hilarious. You know,
0: What happened? They, was their door wide open? Or? They
2: had um, three dogs. Two of them were tied up, and this one dog was a mix, and I don't know what type he was. But this dog heard him barking. He came out grabbed the, the dog repellent. He came at me. The owner was right behind him trying to stop him, and the dog came at me, and he got about two feet from me, and he was coming, and I sprayed him, and the owner's, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, not a problem. He's taking the dog back. The dog gets away from him and comes at me again. Wow. Sprayed him again. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but uh, the mail's on hold now, man. I can't do anything about it.
0: Wow. Well, what kind of spray do you carry, let me ask you that. It's,
2: um... It's called halt. Okay. Um, there's also another name. They have another one, but I, I don't remember the name. And basically, from what I've been told, it's um, mineral oil and cayenne pepper, basically. Okay. And so, if your dog gets sprayed, um, the best thing to do is um, hose their eyes and mouth out. It's it's nothing that's gonna really hurt them. It's just supposed to be enough to let us get away and nobody be hurt
0: enough to get them to stop and think for a minute because yeah. it'll sting absolutely and the thing that that people should know if they carry halt themselves i don't know can the average person carry halt yeah
2: it's not you don't have to be licensed to okay. carry okay
0: um, that some dogs that are in full attack mode um, they're completely immune to it it won't stop them so if you're depending on a spray to protect you in the worst case scenario um, think twice about that because it's not going to work. And then I also wanted to let people know, too, if you're ever in a situation where you are about to be attacked by a dog, the very best thing to do, do not run away, because you cannot run faster than a dog. It will catch up. It will attack you. Instead, turn around, face the dog, and in your meanest, loudest, nastiest voice, you shout at that dog, No! No! bad dog, down, because every dog understands the word no.
2: Absolutely. And
0: it'll go on into their head, "Uh uh-oh, I'm doing something wrong. And they will stop. They won't stop growling. They won't stop snarling. The hair on their back will still be standing up. But they'll stop, and you keep shouting at them. And then very slowly... You back up while facing the dog, and you get into your house or your car or the lo- local business, whatever you can get into, and that'll give you the time you need to be safe.
2: I absolutely. They have preached that at the post office. You never turn your back. Mm-hmm. Um, no, in a stern voice. And it, it, I've done that a few times. It, it does work. It won't always work, like you say. The spray mm-hmm. sometimes. I had a Doberman go right through it mm-hmm. years ago. That dog wanted a piece of me, and he almost got it. He tore my bag apart. But um, yeah, a dog—if he's—if he's wanting to come get you, he's going to do his best to come get you.
0: That's right. Well, you know, you've given us all some great tips today, Chuck. I'm really glad that um, you're able to come down. I hope that you and your coworkers always stay safe while you're out delivering the mail through rain and sleet and aggressive dogs. And uh, and thank you.
2: Well, thanks, Maria. I appreciate uh, the invitation and. Uh, I enjoyed myself.
0: Very good. We need to take a quick station break. I need to uh, let Chuck get back to delivering the mail. But don't go away. We'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on KGIL AM 1260 and
2: 540.
0: You are listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm really happy to start our next segment because I've got Mary Oaks from a specialty pet product company that makes the most amazing house training gizmo I have ever seen. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Pet Place.
1: Well, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show today.
0: Oh, good. Now, Now, you create a product called the Tell Bell, right? That's correct. Tell me about it. How does it work? What is it?
1: Well, the tell bell is basically a potty training device that you can use with your dog. And you train your dog um, to ring this bell. That way it lets you know when it needs to go outside to use the restroom.
0: So he goes ding, 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 and you run over and open the door, and out he goes then, right? That's correct. Well, now how do you train your dog to do that? That's that's the big question.
1: Well, You receive in the tell-bell box, um, the retail box, you receive a training manual and a DVD. And it lays out all the steps. But just to give you a quick overview, there's really four easy steps. And the first one is to take the tell-bell and set it by the door that you're going to use to take the dog outside, Marie. And then, um, you know, you need to make sure that you use that same door um, with your dog. And then you place the dog's paw um, on the tell-bell every time before going outside to go to the restroom and have your dog on a leash. When you go outside, give the dog a command. Pick an area of the yard, of course, that you're going to have the dog go in, and give the dog a command like hurry up or go ahead You know, and use your dog's name. Praise the dog after it goes to the restroom, and before long your dog's going to be ringing that bell independently, letting you know it needs to go to the restroom.
0: Now, do you, do you find that sometimes they'll just ring it just because they want to go outside?
1: Well, that's the key. It's really um, important that the dog only be... You put the dog's paw on the will Take the dog immediately outside. Go to the restroom and then come back in. Do not stay outside and play with the dog, um, or it will make that association. Okay. That, okay. And that that may come up in your in your process with your dog. Each dog obviously is a little bit different, just like us humans. And um, so you may need to um, you know go through that, and it's addressed in the training manual as well, where you know it's doing it for attention purposes, where it really doesn't need to go outside. Um, but it's ringing the bell. But, again, that's addressed in the manual. And only a few dogs, you know, tend to go through that stage.
0: Okay. Now, dogs have all different size paws, obviously, because there's all different sizes of dogs. Do you make different sizes of tail bells depending on the breed or, or the size of the dog?
1: Um, no, the tail bell comes in one size. We've made it one size um, the key was to find um, a size that would fit conveniently beside people's doors. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has different size, you know, uh, area openings by their doors. So the towel bell comes in one size, but the plunger is made of a good size, and that way a dog, a small dog or a large dog, whenever they ring it, it's going to ring for them.
0: Okay, and is this a, a digital bell or is it a metal bell? Um, can you describe it a little
1: um, it's very similar to a call bell that you would see at um Like on a, a hotel
0: desk clerk,
1: maybe? Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, okay. kind of like that. You know, ring and they come for service. Um, and uh, so this is very similar, but it's designed a little bit different in that the radius of the bell is um, smaller. Okay. And also um, that way, again, it can fit by, you know, any door. And then also um, you'll find that the plunger is made big. Um, and then also there's... Um, when they ring it on the bottom, it has some different features, you know, for safety reasons with the dogs. But um, the biggest thing is that it does have the large plunger on the top, so the dog can, you know, reach, if it's a small dog, you can make sure that it's it's ringing the bell.
0: So it's a comfortable plunger then?
1: That's correct. Okay. It was designed with the dog in mind. Okay.
0: Now, is it loud enough? So let's say you're way off in a back bedroom somewhere, and if your dog's ringing the bell, would you be able to hear it?
1: Um, Yeah. I think um, most people would be able to hear it. I mean, what we have um, also done is in a retail box, you do receive two tell bells, because after the dog is fully trained, if you have a large size home or maybe a basement and your dog, um, you want to set a bell by the basement door, then you can go ahead and do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I... I- When I think of uh, the bells and dogs, you know, I I think of the old Pavlovian experiments. Um, Is that where you guys got the idea? Pavlov's dogs and... and Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, it's it's classical
1: conditioning. Okay. Um, And actually, bell training with dogs has been around for many, many years. And what has existed in the past has been just hanging bells. But the drawback with that is... They get caught in the door jam, um, the dog marks up the doors, and also it takes a lot longer for the dog to train because they're hearing that door, those bells, every time that door is open and closed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With tailbell it sits by the door, out of the way, and it's only used as a communication device with the dog.
0: Okay. Now, did you guys come up with this idea because you didn't want, you know, dogs to be barking to go outside because that could disturb the peace? And, I mean, was that the the mindset behind this product?
1: Well, actually, the mindset behind the product was was partially that. um, We're a very busy family, and um, I actually, you know, invented the product, and my kids really wanted a dog, so I said, okay. I had some friends who had the bells that hung, but I saw the marked-up doors, and I said, oh, I don't want that either. So I went to the pet store trying to find something. Couldn't find anything, and decided I would get like an office bell. Then again, it didn't have the plunger. It wasn't. It got in the way of opening and closing the door. So that's how Tell bell um, really came to be. Um, it was really out of necessity for, um, you know, for our family and um, for a lot of families. Because I think as families continue to get busier, it's very difficult to sometimes figure out the behavior of the dog and how, you know, different dogs communicate different ways. This way, you train your dog to communicate through the towel bell when they need to go outside.
0: Okay. So that way, if they're barking, that's not necessarily meaning they need to go outside to go to the bathroom. It might mean they just want to run outside to chase a possum or something. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) So you know when they ring the bell, it's, it's because they've got to do their business.
1: Excellent, right. Okay.
0: Now, you know, there's this old saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, can you teach an old dog how to use the towel Oh Well,
1: yeah, we've had many dogs um, that have been tailbell trained that are significantly older. What we find with the older dogs, though, is it usually takes a little bit longer to train the older dogs um, uh, because they're used to their, you know, past behavior method of trying to communicate. Um, but, yeah, an old dog... Um, a dog of any size or age can be tellbell trained.
0: Well, that's wonderful. How can people get a tellbell if they were interested in doing so?
1: Well, they can go to um, our website, um, tellbell dot and um, we do not sell direct, but it will list um, where you can purchase um, from different trainers as well as retail stores. And there's also some online stores, and additionally, Amazon carries the product.
0: Oh, okay, so anyone all over the country then can order one if they wanted to.
1: That is correct, yeah. Okay,
0: and, and can you tell me about how long does it take to train a dog to use the Tell Bell consistently and successfully?
1: Well, each, each dog is going to be a little different, mm-hmm. and a lot of that depends upon, like I mentioned earlier, the age of the dog, but also how the dog um, if it's like a small puppy, how it's been raised. If it's been in a crate and it is accustomed to going to that, it may take a little bit longer to train that particular type of dog. Okay. Um, but uh, on the average, it's anywhere from about two to eight weeks. So um, you shouldn't give
0: up if week. they don't get it right away. So
1: yes, there are a few dogs that take a little bit longer. Like I said, a lot of that's been, um, you know, the environment that they're coming from.
0: Wow. Okay. And and what's the most difficult part in, in this training process, you know, in your experience?
1: It's really the repetition.
0: Okay. It's, so you it's, just it's, have to have the time block then available to do the training.
1: Right. It's just like training a dog for anything, and it's just unfortunate. I think it's the number one fear that people have in getting a dog, and it's the number one problem people have when they get the dog, is potty training. And it really does take time and commitment. Um, but it, the, the rewards are fantastic. Um, unfortunately, so many dogs end up in shelters and the rest of the facilities because they're not potty trained. And it, it's because, you know, people need to take the time and it is the repetition. Okay. But the reward is fantastic Mary- once you do get them trained.
0: It's just a wonderful product. Um, we're we're just uh, about out of time here, but I wanted to thank you for sharing sharing all this information with us. We need to take one last break, but we'll be back in just a bit. So stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540.
2: We are back on the Pet
0: Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I have a very special event to tell you about that's coming up on Sunday, August 17th. Some of you may recall one of our previous Pet Place guests who was from the Surf City Animal Rescue Team. We talked about disaster preparedness for pet owners and also about the great work the team did after the Hurricane Katrina disaster. Well, SCART, as the team is called, is having its third annual Pet Fair in the Park in Huntington Beach from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Park Bench Cafe, located in Central Park at 17732 Golden West Street. There'll be dog agility and police canine demonstrations, pet portraits, goodie bags, opportunity drawings, vendors, and most important, lots of great information about disaster preparedness for pet owners. If you want to learn more, visit www.scart.us. Coming up next is PJ Oakland's Tuned In Radio Show, so don't go away. That's all for me today. The Pet Place will be back next Saturday at 6 a.m. here on KGIL, AM 1260 and 540. Remember, be responsible. Have your pets spayed or neutered, love them, and make them truly part of your family. I'm Marie Hewlett. Have a great weekend.